You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to the third edition of the Lamp of the Lord podcast. And uh, actually, it's my Faith Roots podcast, but uh, this particular month, we're talking about the Lamp of the Lord or guidance by the Holy Spirit. So I want to turn your attention to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Uh, The Jerusalem Bible says it like this, man's spirit is the lamp of Yahweh, searching his deepest self. In essence, what he's saying to us is that it's God's will to lead us and guide us through his spirit in our spirits. Now, that's what the New Testament teaches, that the leading of the Holy Spirit is going to come through the recreated human spirit. And that wasn't the case in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God had to lead people more with outward signs. I want to read to you from the book of Judges. And here is God dealing with Gideon. And, and Gideon has already said to the Lord, uh, if I have now found favor in your sight, Gideon said this in Judges six seventeen then show me a sign that it's you who talk with me. So God didn't rebuke him for that, but he asked for a sign. Now, now, now it's interesting because Jesus would say in the Gospels that an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. But Gideon asked for a sign, he didn't get rebuked. Well, if, if, if it's an adulterous thing to ask for signs... It is because there is another option. There is another partner. Well, the partner is the Holy Spirit. And so when we become focused on outward signs in order to follow God, we are saying, I am going to forsake the inward guidance that God wants to give to us. And that was not always available. That's something that came in the New Testament. But we're looking at Old Testament uh, precedents here. So Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you've said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. And if there is dew on the fleece only and it is dry on all the ground, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. And when he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece. But on all the ground, let there be dew. And the next morning he got up, and it was exactly the way that he asked it. And so God confirmed to him through signs, I do want you to deliver the children of Israel. Now, as we enter the New Testament age, and we come into a new covenant with a new high priest, with a better sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus himself. And he is our new high priest seated at the right hand of God. We have a new, a better covenant. It's established on better promises. And so what we see is even though they were the people of God, and even though God did some amazing miracles for the children of Israel, what they had is not to be compared with what we now have in this New Testament age because we can be recreated and reborn. 
So we have a new kind of leading. Now I want you to listen to John's Gospel, chapter 10. Here's Jesus talking. Most assuredly, I say to you, in verse 1, He who does not enter into the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. The sheepfold is the earth. That's where the sheep are. The sheep are in the earth. And so he says that the person who comes into the earth not through the door is a thief and a robber. Well, who was the thief and robber who came? It was Satan and all the fallen angels. How did they get here? They came in spirit through rebellion. They didn't come the way you're supposed to come to the planet. He says, he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So how did Jesus come into the earth? He was born here. That's how you're supposed to come into the earth. And so he was legally here on planet earth because he came through the door. To him the doorkeeper opens and, listen to this now, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. In other words, he can move them about in this world and they're able to follow. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. In other words, we can follow Jesus by looking at how he walked and looking at how he led. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Listen to me. Uh, we can distinguish between the voice of the evil one and the voice of Jesus, the voice of the Holy Spirit. This is something that Christ said we could do. We can distinguish between those two voices. Why is that? It is because we have been given the power of the Holy Spirit. So listen to what Jesus said in John 14, verses 16 and 17. I will pray the Father... He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. No prophet of the Old Testament ever said anything like this. They didn't say it at all. Christ promised to send a helper or a comforter, one who is called alongside to help. That is the Greek parakletos, called to one's side, to one's aid. It suggests the capability or adaptability for giving aid. In the widest sense, it signifies a succorer, a comforter, a consoler. All of those are found in W.E. Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. Now, this is what I would say to you. When Jesus was on the earth with his disciples over and again, just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just look at it. How many times did they go to Jesus with a question? How many times did they go to him for guidance? How many times did they go to him for an explanation? They did it over and over and over. And he told them, I personally am going away and I will not be here to personally do this for you. But I am sending a helper, a comforter who will do this in the same way that I have done it. And so he is saying that the Holy Spirit has been sent 
to guide us and to answer our questions. Oh, that is so very important. You know what I find interesting? Not one time did the 12 ever go to Jesus and say to him, Lord, we'd like to see a sign from you. Over and again, they went to him and they asked him for direction. They asked him questions, but they never asked him for a sign. Being led by signs is not the manner of a New Testament believer. In fact, you've got it all wrong. Mark chapter 16, verse 17, this is what Jesus said about signs. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs will follow them that believe. In other words, he said, in the New Testament age, we are not following signs. The signs are following us. So how then do we get our guidance? We have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And He's not out here, not anymore. He was out here around the 12 disciples. He told, Jesus told them, He said, He has been with you, but He shall be in you. And we are in the age when the Holy Spirit indwells us. He is inside us. And the reason He is inside us is because the place where He needed to dwell, the Spirit, has been cleaned. It is no longer filled with a sin nature. It has been given a new will, a new heart, a new set of desires, a new man is what it's called. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Old things are passed away, all things are become new. If that was talking only about your mind, you would have lost all your memory. Old things have passed away. You would have lost everything you'd put in your memory, but that's not what happened. Everything that was in your spirit, every old thing that was there is gone. There are all new things put into your spirit. And you know, because this is spiritual, we have a tendency to think that it's a figurative thing. It is not. It is literal. Your spirit was not figuratively reborn. It was literally reborn. You literally were changed and made into a new creature. And because you now are a new creature with God's spirit inside, you have the ability to hear His voice. Now you're going to have to develop some skills in this. You will have to practice this. You will have to educate yourself to the ideas that I'm going to teach you here. If you don't, you won't know. But if you will listen carefully, you can develop a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit so that you can know what God wants for you in your walk with Him. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but thank God we're not done. We've got several more episodes to talk about this amazing subject. I'll see you tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.